Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome back to another episode of Badass Direct Sales Mastery. I'm your host, your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger, helping you whip your business into shape. And today I have with me Steve Kidd. Now, Steve Kidd has a huge heart, and that is what sets him apart. He's an international best-selling author of 20-plus books and a third-generation minister filling the world with hope and God's energy. A diamond that shines through each person he brings growth to and a diamond that is a living and breathing, growing spirit that blooms through each one. He doesn't need to shine or be seen. He is seen through everything he touches. I love this. This is so awesome. The best in the world at seeing the up level, the next, and the more. He is the extreme visionary, living a life of purpose and a vision that sees beyond the bleeding edge of what is coming next to the air being sliced through in front of it. If you want insight into trends, projects, and possibilities coming before it even seems possible, Steve is your guy. So Steve, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Jenny. I'm looking forward to it. Oh my gosh. So we've already, I already got the opportunity to interview you on the Bad Girls on Business. That was such a fun interview. And I was like, that's it. He's coming on this show because <laughs> we're going to talk about this again. Uh, because I really do believe that the, the process of writing a best-selling book and having that as a marketing tool for somebody is incredible. I mean, I've, got the opportunity to do that. I've done it before as part of an anthology. I've just not done the best-selling author thing of my own book yet. So let's talk about that. So what made you get into the, the, the writing of best-selling books? Well, I've been writing all my life, you know, and as a musician in my young adult years, I've written a ton of songs. But in 2007, my second youngest daughter and my then wife Actually, they were huge fans of the movie Twilight, if you remember Twilight. I do. And we lived actually in the town where, well, it was the virtual version of uh, Port Angeles. Uh, if you know Twilight, you know what I'm talking about. And the rest of you are going, what the heck is Port Angeles? <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was where all of those filming locations were actually done. It's a little town called St. Helens, Oregon. And you know, they wanted to go to the filming locations for all of the movie sets. And at the time, there was a group called the Twilight Moms that had been at all of the filming locations, but it was very hush-hush. Nobody would really share it. And so they did a bunch of research and found all of the different filming locations and went on. It was my daughter's 18th birthday, and they went on a mother-daughter trip, and they blogged about everything they were doing. And then I helped them turn that book, that blog into a book and publish it. We originally actually printed it off of the printer that I had at my house um, and then eventually moved it out to being 
uh, on demand published through you know through Amazon and it was at one point the number one best selling movie related tour guide on Amazon and it was there that we discovered the power of bestseller now i've been a marketing company since 1987 in internet marketing since before the word the internet existed so i've been doing some digital marketing for people for a little while but what i found was is the phrase bestseller when added to any marketing any sales campaign is just exponential in fact i would go so far as to say you will never maximize the possibilities of your marketing campaign if you don't attach bestseller to it and so with the then clients that we had they're all higher-end multi-million dollar clients we would literally just take stuff that they had and make them a bestseller because we needed it to market them and we were encouraged by a coach to uh you know to come in and make that a, a program that everybody could be involved with you know you didn't have to be a millionaire to do it and that's where the program that i now run uh was actually birthed out of oh wow that's super cool so I've got to say, one of the things that has held me back personally, and I'm willing to bet that one of the people who's listening right now probably feels the same way. One of the things that holds me back from the idea of writing a book is the writing part. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so how is it that you were able to pull? So you said one of the things you were doing was for these multimillionaires that you were doing marketing for, you were pulling from things they already had and turning it into a book. How does that work? <laughs> well, for them, so the original program was, you know, because you're talking about people who are keynote speakers on large stages, we would take a recording or a group of recordings that they had done and turn that into a book. Um, what we discovered is really, um, you know, because everybody should be an author, but almost nobody really is a writer. There are some people that are really super talented at that. You know what it's like. You write a really brief email to somebody and you get back this wonderful soliloquy that's perfectly polished and has all the commas in the right place. You know, I mean, you have that like one out of a million of your friends that that writes that way. And the rest of them, you know, if there aren't typos in it, you think they're really an amazing writer, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, we would just take those keynote speeches. And so what we began to do for everybody is we just do it via interview, just like you and I are talking right now. Just get a person to talk about something that they're passionate about. It's amazing how much information a person has just stored in them, often about the thing that they are so passionate about that they've forgotten that that's actually probably even what they should write their book about because, you know, it's so easy to them and it's so amazing to them that everybody must know this thing. But that often is that thing that the world really needs. Oh, I love that. So... You said you're running a new program now that allows people who aren't millionaires to become best-selling authors. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to start off with a strategy session to talk about um, who are you writing the book for? What do they need? And of that thing you're really passionate about, how does that meet their need? Um, and then we're going to schedule a Zoom call. And I'm just going to get you talking, talking about that thing you're passionate about. There's actually a process to every book, and I'm actually asking them on purpose questions to get them talking in the order that books go. But the best really is when you who's being interviewed says, does this even make any sense? 
<laughs> yeah. Because then you know you're just lost and just talking and you're not worried about, am I making sense? Am I following the right path and all those kind of things? We take all of that. That goes to a content story development editor who's going to go through and organize it in so that it flows, but also going to make comments, hey, you know, this really doesn't make sense. You were telling us a story about Aunt Jan. You never finished telling us what happened to Aunt Jan. Now we're dying to know what happened to Aunt Jan. Okay. Right. You know, those kind of comments. And then that will allow you, you're going to end up with a book from that interview that's about 70 to 90% of the way done. And uh, in most people's cases, they can just go in, fill in a sentence or two here and there, answer those questions, and their book's done. It's really literally that easy. For others, if it's a longer story, it's like, well, yeah, I do really want to tell you about Aunt Jan, but it would take me like a half an hour to just tell you. We'll just hop on Zoom again and just have you tell the story and add that in for you. And that's how the process of getting the content down comes. And then we have editors that are going to make sure your commas are in the right place and graphics people to do your graphics for you. And of course, we're going to format it for print and ebook form. And most importantly, we're going to do all the things that it needs so that your book absolutely will be a bestseller. In fact, we guarantee it. Oh, that's a pretty good, that's that's a good guarantee though, because a lot of people, uh, I, I think, at least in conversations I've had with people who have aspirations of being an author is, you know, I really want this to be a bestseller because I want people to get my message. I want my story heard. I want whatever that may be, right? So I'm not going to tell you to give away your process on that one. I just, I want to point out that that's, that's a, a good reason for that. So let's get into the marketing conversation then. How is it that the bestseller makes such a big impact in the marketing that somebody's either doing for themselves or that a marketing company is doing for somebody? How does that change things versus not having the bestseller? Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, there is no more powerful phrase you can use in marketing than bestseller or bestselling author. Bestselling author is the number one influencer credential. I have medical doctors that have been doctors in their field for over 20 years. They've been on television. They, they're really widely known in their field. They will be the first ones to tell you they've gotten more out of being able to say they're a bestselling author than a doctor in their field. Um, I'll give you a perfect example that everybody has at least heard of. Dr. Oz, who used to be on the Oprah show, was a nobody, even though he was huge in his field until he was on Oprah and really even still then didn't get the notoriety he did until he put Oprah had him put out a book. Yeah. Made just a night and day difference, even in him, you know, and, and it doesn't matter whether you like or don't like him. It's just a great example of that. It is literally that thing that'll move you. It moves the needle so much. So I'll give you a perfect example in marketing, real basic marketing. We all have a website or should or some type of a presence like that. And the first thing that we recommend as marketers is, you know, give away something for free to get a little bit of something for somebody, usually like their email address or for them to join your group or something like that. The difference between saying, hey, I put together this really great five-step system that I'm going to give you for free. And saying, I'd like to give you my five-step international best-selling book on this thing. Just the marketing language in that alone is just night and day differences to how much people want that. I do have to say that for me, it was interesting 
that the the best-selling author, you know, especially I was a, you know, mine is an international best-selling. It it did change cuz all of a sudden the people in my like my local networking group looked at me differently. They were like, "Oh, you're not just a best-selling, you're international best-selling." Yep. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, um and so it it really did change cuz now it also helped with the the referral process at least on my end is cuz now all of a sudden they were able to say look not only is she a coach not only does she have this great podcast but she's an international best selling author and you can read her book here so they were able to put out my you know put out the link to my book and so people would go pay 25 bucks to get it and i have royalty checks still to this day that still show up and I make a little bit of money here and there, you know, and who knows yeah. where it's coming from. It's it's really changed. And it's because my referral partners are putting it out there. I'm putting it out there. My podcast is putting it out there. And so it it does help spread that that message. So I think that's good. Now, my audience, of course, are direct sales, network marketing and multi-level marketing people. How do you see this benefiting their business? Oh, I love doing it, especially with multi-level marketing people. So, um, and I've been in a few MLMs myself, uh, more from the product side than from the building a big network side. Uh, there was at one point, I was actually part of five network marketing companies simultaneously because the manufacturer's rep company that I had, I needed different ones of those products and they sold really well. So if you had to join the MLM in order to be able to sell the products to your clients, you join the MLM. All right. I'm, I'm not uh, saying that that's the recommended way for people who are in multi-level yeah. marketing, but I'm just telling you what I did. All right. Sure. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, the cool part about it is, is number one, um, if you want to build a, a big network, you need to have something that sets you apart. So again, going back to what you were saying about being able to say, this person is an international best-selling author. Well, I want to be part of the person who's the international best-selling author in the topic of, let's say it was health and wellness that the particular product space that your MLM is. Well, I want to talk to the person who wrote the book on it. I don't want to just join, you know, Joe Down the Streets Network. You know, so that's number one. Secondarily, though, is the possibility of you then offering a service. So you said the book that you're part of is an anthology where you had one chapter in it. Now imagine you, as the international best-selling author that you already are, bring together a group of 10 or 12 of the people in your network, and you let them all write a little chapter about, you know, what they've done so far or their backstory, or, you know, there's a lot of different ways we can go with it that improves the network. But then we also have the ability to make each of them in that book a bestseller. And so now you've just improved the ranking and the notoriety and the authority of all the people in your downline. And it becomes a secondary source of income for you a little bit, but even more so, it really helps uplevel your particular leg of that multi-level marketing group over all the other people. Ah, I love that. And so now, by the way, everybody, if you're hearing that, and you're like, I think that'd be kind of cool. Guess what? Jenny's probably going to put together a book with Steve. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> we'll make that happen. Oh my gosh. Cause who wouldn't want to be part of a badass book? I mean, come on. So we'll figure that out. And that information will be in the show notes, y'all. <laughs> so 
No, but seriously, I, I think it's it's incredibly important. And I, definitely in that situation that you just talked about, when when you're putting together a group of people, then it's a lot less intimidating because that's why I started with the 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 way that I did it, being part of that anthology. Writing a chapter is way less intimidating than writing an entire book, mm -hmm. you know? And so I think by having that and find, you know, because then you really get to focus in that chapter on that message that is your absolute, like, you could write this in your sleep. Because I did. I mean, not not that I was really actually asleep, but I got to do 1,500 words for the for the chapter that I wrote. And I wrote it and had 1,800 words. So I had to cut 300 words without trying. And I was like, okay, that's pretty dang cool. Like that went way easier because I was able to pick the thing that I like I can talk about in my sleep because it's just what I'm most passionate about, makes the most sense and marketed me the best. So when people read it, they loved it. So I think that that is a great thing that the, the listener can start thinking about is if I were going to write a chapter, what would I write about? Mm -hmm. You know, so what are some of the Let's jump into some of the books because you said you are in a best-selling author for over 20 books. What are some of the topics that have become bestsellers for you? Now, are we talking about my personal books? Yeah, because yeah, any of yeah. The, okay. Well, uh, I've worked with literally thousands of authors and you name a subject I could, uh, right. you know, I could talk about that, but exactly. my personal books. So it's kind of fun. Actually, my first book, uh, we talked about the free giveaway. I was writing a guide that was called 10 Things You must have in life and business. And it was going to be a free giveaway, you know, so a page or two, right? 110 pages later, uh, <laughs> it was it was a book. Yeah. Um, and, and I had uh, my mentor, Dr. Donald Joy, came in and helped me refine it. And he wrote the forward for the book. And then later I came back and I actually released, uh, because it's overwhelming, I just dumped everything in my whole entire life into one book, because I didn't know any better back then either. That was forever ago. That was 2007 as well. So what I did was I re-released that book as 10 individual books that are much easier to consume. Um, and that's one of the secrets is you take a point, you make it really clear, and you give them a clear action on that point. And then if you have a second point, that should be book two, rather than really helping people understand the concept of having your passion be what drives your business and giving them an action from that. And then we move on to, into chapter two, and we're talking about rewarding yourself. And you really wanted to take action on chapter one, but you really got to finish the book. So you get to chapter 10, and then you wonder why chapter 10 didn't exactly work, because you didn't do chapters one through nine that were the foundations for those. So um, that was my first technically 11 books, is the standalone of all 10 of them, and then each of them individuals. I have four uh, adult erotic fiction books that I wrote um, that are under a pen name, so hopefully my mom won't ever read them. <laughs> I know, I know. You guys said, maybe you believe your mom really enjoy it, but I don't want to know. So, no, no, I don't blame um, you. I can understand that. <laughs> um, and I've written several books on the process of writing and marketing your book. I wrote a book that actually my dog, Mocha, my little Yorkie, is on the back cover, and it's called The Ultimate Marketing Tool of a Lifetime. And I relay the concept of how, you know, when your cute little dog is just looking at you with those eyes, you pretty much will do anything. 
and the concept of of you know how you can apply those kind of things into your marketing. And of course, I bring it back into your book and your passion. Um, my twentieth number one international bestselling book is called "Bestseller Is Only the Beginning." We'll talk a little bit more about that towards the end. And then actually, the last book that I just brought out actually is called Playing Hit It and Quit It with Jesus. Um, And it's a men's guide to learning how to actually be the bride of Christ. Oh, that's fascinating. All right. Well, we have all kinds of listeners, so this will be fun. I'm sure there are some people who are like, oh, that sounds good. I think I'd like that. Or I want that for my (laughs) husband. (laughs) That's pretty cool. So So you've those are books that you've written on a variety of topics that have all become bestsellers. You said that you've worked with thousands of authors now over over multiple, now it sounds like decades, or push over a decade for sure. Let's see if I can math at this time of day. <laughs> it's about 16 years now, actually. There you go. So yeah, you're pushing, you're pushing into your second, you're well into your second decade of doing this. Um, what have you found were like some of the topics that you weren't sure was going to make it to bestseller. What were there any topics that you were like, I don't know about that. Or do you just have such a great process that you're like, boom, done. It's easy. Well, there's two answers to that question. Okay. (laughs) So number one, I do have a system. It is a system and it is very much about understanding how that system works. That's why I can guarantee that your book absolutely will be a bestseller. Besides the fact that I've done it thousands of times with a hundred percent success rate, you know, I I know and understand it and use that system to make it work. So I can't really say that there was ever a book where I was like, "Hey, this one just isn't going to make it." Um, some of them that were a little more challenging. I did a book with a lady who literally did not own a computer, had no digital devices in her entire house. She <sighs> sent me pages via you know like yellow pad legal pads, and I had to have one of my staff members literally type it out and then we had to go through it and then we had to send it to her via the mail oh to you know to approve it and stuff like that you know because ultimately we want the author to love the book and to approve it you know it was really challenging when you get to the cover because you know we had to try to print it out in such a way that she could visualize what it would look like as a book you know before the book was actually out um you know so that that was definitely challenging, but you know we made her a bestseller. I had one book that uh, the lady's title for her book. She felt very strongly that God had told her this is what the title was to be. You know, so you can't really argue with it, right? Right. Um, but the book title was "I Hate God." Um, <laughs> I was a little bit apprehensive about you know putting my name to a book that was called "I Hate God" and what would be the reception of "I Hate God." Right. You know, and then of course I've done books with um, people of all different races, creeds, religions, you know, socioeconomic backgrounds, some very politically charged kind of things that, you know, you knew going into it that there was going to be at least half the country that was going to hate the person just because of the stance they were making. And I've been on both sides of that fence with the stance that person's making oh, because wow. I strongly believe that everybody has a purpose. And that everybody has that thing inside of them that needs to be shared with the world. My job is just to share them with the world, not to tell them, well, you know, I don't particularly believe with your, uh, you know, your personal belief system, so I'm not going to do it. I mean, there's there's been a few that were a little out there. Um, there's a few subjects that I just absolutely wouldn't touch, and I don't think we'll go into those, but most people could probably guess some of the 
issues that you're just not going to get into, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, it's been a really fun journey, uh, getting to be able to share some of the more interesting things with the world like that. Yeah. What would you say, and this is just a pure straight curiosity question, what was one of the books that you ended up finding the most interesting and has really stuck with you, whether it was because it was great content or just, you know, a great story? Was there, is there anything that jumps out at you uh, from one of, one of your thousands of authors that you've worked with? So I want to share with you two because they're so diverse in how I felt about them. I helped an, an author, his name's Errol Abramson, multi-billionaire, has, has started and sold 47 companies. He's the only person I've ever met that actually has had no failures ever in business. Um, all of them sold for more than a million dollars at his, at his passing about a year and a half ago. Um, his current business was worth about $10 billion a year. Um, very powerful man. And he wrote his book. It's called You Can Too. Um, Errol Abramson is his name. And uh, he wrote about the fact that, hey, at 16, I was a kid living on the street, eating out of the dumpster because I was homeless. I had nothing. And I was able to build to this and you can do it too. And he shares his whole life story. Super cool book to be part of. Plus, it, it was really awesome to be able to say, you know, my friend who's a multi-billionaire, here's what he recommends doing. And it was neat to be able to to, to form a friendship with him and be able to just call him on the phone and say, hey, I'm dealing with this kind of thing. You know, what advice can you give me? Wow. You know, so that was, that was a lot of fun. On the other side to it, a book, and I'm at a loss right now what the name of the book was because it was many, many years ago, but it was about if you're familiar with who the Lumerians are, they are the, oh. they were the, according to the book, the counterpart to the Atlanteans back before Atlantis sunk. And the book says that uh, the Lumerians in spirit form all now live in Mount Shasta in Northern California. Okay. Okay. Now, I can't say that, and I said this on a radio interview, so it's not like I'm talking behind the person's back. I can't say that I really honestly, having been to and by Mount Shasta, that I believe that there's a bunch of spirits of people from 10,000, 20, 50,000 years ago that are living in Mount Shasta. But the book was so much fun to read. It was one of the most entertaining from a story standpoint. So, and some people do believe in the Lumerians, and I don't want to diss if you believe right. in that. But even if you don't, to get that particular book and read it, it was a lot of fun to read. It was a great story. It's actually kind of a little bit of a romance story. So, you know, even in that case, um, you know, I mean, it, it's been a real challenge, but also a lot of fun to just see what is a person's passion and what do they bring out in the world and how cool can it come out, even in those cases. Right. I'm glad I asked that question because I have never heard of the luminary. So now right. I'm like, okay, let's now I, now I know something I didn't know before. So as you mentioned, when you were talking about the 20 different um, best-selling books that you've put out there, one of the ones is about it's called becoming a best-selling author is only the beginning and you're actually offering this to my badass crew so tell us more about becoming a best-selling author is only the beginning so only you can see this because we're not on video for the listeners but bestsellers only the beginning has a picture of me on the front of it it is my 20th number one international best-selling book um and it talks about the fact that really 
bestseller is day one. The marketing of your book and the making your book a bestseller is all about how you set it up and how you do the marketing. And any good marketing program, you know, on day one, your book is going to be a bestseller if the person knows what they're doing. The thing is, is if you just become a bestseller and you do nothing with it, like, unlike the movie Field of Dreams, it's not a, if you build it, they will come. If you put your book out there, the average book sells about 40 copies ever in its entire life. So making a book a bestseller actually isn't necessarily as difficult as it may seem if you know what you're doing. And if you get the search engine optimization for the search engine that is Amazon correct, that's what should happen on day one. It's what are you going to build from there? What are you going to use it for? So, you know, just even saying, hey, I'm a best-selling author, having that free giveaway that's based off of the best-selling book, having a course, you know, you're going to make a dollar or two off of a book. You can sell a course for a thousand or several thousand dollars. Oh, yeah. It's going to take you about the same amount of time to sell either of those individually. Um, So why not make a thousand dollars per sale or five thousand dollars per sale versus a dollar per sale? And so that's all the kind of stuff we talk about. And I equate in the book, becoming a bestseller is like graduating from medical school. You passed a test. You've shown that you have a mastery of, in written form, anatomy and physiology, and you can pass a test. And then you cross the stage, you're now Dr. So-and-so, or in this case, you're the best-selling author of for the rest of your life. And then you build everything on the foundation that you created from that knowledge mastery. You now go out and you show and you do the things that are who you are. Mm, Love that. And so how can they access the the book that you're offering for them so um you have the link for them mm-hmm. um so that they can just go to that link um that'll get them the book for free awesome and um and uh yeah get the book read all of it and that will allow you to not under only understand why you need to be a bestseller but begin the thought process of okay so now i'm going to become a bestseller but what am i going to do with it Right. Absolutely. So I'm just double checking because I'm clicking on it right now. So what the link is, let me go back and look at it again because I clicked on it to make sure it works and it does work because I just clicked on it. So it's ongoingwealthguide.com. And for those of you who are like, oh my gosh, say that again, say it slower. Don't worry. It is in the show notes. If you've never accessed the show notes, because maybe you're a brand new podcast listener or maybe you're like, I've never felt the need to access show notes before. Well, here's how you're going to do it. Grab your phone as long as you're not driving. Click on today's episode, scroll below uh, Steve's picture, and you're going to see a bunch of content there, including his contact information, my contact information, some key takeaways from today. And then in a nice little link format, it'll say becoming a best-selling author is only the beginning. And there will be a link that says ongoingwealthguide.com click on that link so you can go grab your copy so that you're going to know the five things that have to go with your best-selling book in order for that to actually make you money on a regular basis. Like I said, my book that I'm part of is still making me money on a regular basis because I put it out there very, very regularly that I'm a best-selling international best-selling author. Here's the book if you want to learn how how BDSM can save your business. That was my chapter. So people were like, wait, what? BDSM can save my business? How do I do that? 
So, but I'm using, without even knowing Steve's process, how to make money with my book. Now you're going to know how to do it too. So grab that, grab that link. And then, like I said, I have a feeling Steve and I are going to have a conversation after this and you guys are going to get the opportunity. If you're like, Ooh, I think I'd like to write a chapter. I want to be part of the badass direct sales mastery podcast book. Okay. We'll talk. We'll put some links in the, in the show notes. I'll let you know when we actually put the show out and we'll go from there. So, <laughs> Steve, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your expertise with my, my badass crew. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Jenny. I really appreciated it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and if somebody is listening and they're like, yes, I want the book and I want to talk to Steve, I want to know more, how can they get a hold of you? Well, two things. So first of all, you can just go to AskStevePid.com. But if you do get the free gift on the thank you page, there's actually a link there that tells you click here and you can schedule a free time with me. Ah, well, then there you go. Perfect. Get the book and a free consultation, a conversation with Steve. Highly recommend it. This, like I said, this is my second time, actually third time that I've talked to him, second time that I'm interviewing him. And he's just a wealth of knowledge. So if writing a book was something that was maybe in your future, have a conversation with Steve. He can help you with that. So Steve, thanks again for being here. I so appreciate you. Thanks so much for having me. I had a great time. Awesome sauce. All right. And Badass Crew, you know how this goes. Stay tuned because there's another Badass episode on its way. Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to BadassDirectSalesMastery.com? Don't make the dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.